As we look out at the production landscape, ROS video has been at the forefront of a number of innovations throughout the industry. And production switchers represent an example of this. And joining me to talk about that today is Nigel Spratling, Vice President of Production Switchers for ROS Video. Nigel, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me. So Nigel, I want to start off here. In, in the fast-paced market of production switchers, how do you stay on top of the needs of producers and production staffs uh, to make sure that they have everything they need to operate with uh, efficiency and also just have the products they need to pull off their productions? Well, obviously, I mean, the key, and, and of course the key to any good business practice really from a marketing perspective is that, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time with customers. Uh, we listen to their needs and listen to their their operational needs as well as their business and technical needs and try to make sure we're always, you know, spending our money wisely to develop products that are going to be, you know, most suited to their needs going forward. So, you know, and it's, 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 it's a little bit of a challenge because everybody's needs are a bit different. Um, obviously, there are different verticals in live production, but uh, the, they all have some, uh, um, you know, the synergies between them all are, are very much the same. So um, by listening and learning and, uh, you know, and then imparting that information back into the design team, uh, that's, that's really the key to our success, I believe. You know, you mentioned some of the use cases there, and I'm curious just how these various use cases and the way these products are used represent the necessity for them to be designed with flexibility in mind. It does. I mean, there's actually a number of things. It's actually quite, well, it's a relatively complex subject these days. Um, it used to be, you know, well, you if you needed a production switcher, um, you were probably quite a large production company with um, multiple camera feeds and a very specific and, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, usually a fixed location or a truck, a large, expensive truck. Today, that landscape's changed a lot. Those things still exist, of course, and they're, 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 they're everywhere. Um, you know, major TV news studios and uh, at live events and so on. And, of course, the, the, the the large production vehicles. But the market it now includes literally, you know, hundreds if not thousands of various sizes of small to medium-sized production companies, some mobile, some fixed, some flight packs, uh, and their needs are all different simply because, well, the, the scale of their needs are all different. And so, you know, one size doesn't fit all in this case. And so we've we've made it you know, over the years, certainly the last 10, 15 years, we've made a, a concerted effort to make sure we can provide, you know, equipment that fits the size needs as well as, you know, the, the operational and, uh, and costs uh, that, that are required. As we talk about flexibility and you designing these products with flexibility in mind, why is it important for not just the present, but to also think about flexibility for the future as things continue to evolve, as productions need new capabilities? Why is it important for these products to be designed with the future in mind as well? You know, one of the things that's actually, so one of the things I actually quite often say to customers, for example, standing at trade shows is, you know, if you go buy a production switcher, select and purchase a production switcher from any company. Um, there are a few of us out there that make them. Uh, not many, but there are a few. Um, a production switcher is a production switcher. They will all work. They have different features and nuances. They'll all probably meet the needs as purchased. But really and truly, the market itself is changing so much that the needs of the user are becoming uh, 
uh, you know, when it comes to the creative side, they need to be able to have all the tools they need to be able to do the production in a very creative way, very compelling for their audience. But at the same time, the business case and the, 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 the use case for the operations of the business are such that having that traditional, the way we've been doing it for many, many years as an industry, that traditional kind of workflow and treating each of the pieces of the production system as kind of an island, really, um, doesn't really work anymore. Mm. And so one of the things that we've been concentrating very heavily on is turning, and I actually hate to use this word because everybody uses this word, but it's the word that actually fits best. It's a really good word for this. What we're focusing on is not creating product. We're focusing on creating solutions. Uh, as I say, I don't like the word, but it fits so perfectly uh, in this description, uh, which is that you know, a customer's needs that are not to buy the nicest, biggest, best piece of equipment to fulfill their, their task. The needs are to deliver the product that they've sold to their customer or deliver to their audience. And delivering that product is the most vitally important thing to them. It's not how many of certain kinds of features or widgets you have in a particular product. It's not really trying to even you know, accommodate the nuances of the operation. What it really is about is how do I do the very best job I can for the most, uh, you know, for the most engaging uh, quality of images, et cetera, and really deliver the best thing I can to the end user, customer, or direct to an end user um, for the least amount of money, frankly. And the other thing that's also happening is we're seeing, you know, our market is is it's fairly well established, of course. I mean, we've been making video and television for a really long time. The early days of television, um, I shouldn't say early days, but the the traditional producers, users, operators, technical directors that all produce video for whether it be TV or even the internet, um, the fact of the matter is that they're an aging breed in terms of the senior technical folks that are involved. And we've got a whole new, um, you know, wrath of, of, of young people coming in who have none of the experiences that those, that, you know, that the people they're replacing grew up with. And they don't need to have them. The fact is that, uh, the, you know, the, the new generation is totally familiar with operating things via pieces of software, mm-hmm. um, you know, touch screens and all those things that a traditional operation would, would probably shy away from in many aspects. So what we've been doing uh, a lot of actually is making sure that the core engines that we build, the physical pieces of equipment that take all the signals and allow you to, you know, do the right level of keying and, uh, uh, and all the produ- you know, accommodate all the production functionality. We want to give, and we do give, and it's probably why we're so successful, our users the ability to decide how they wish to operate the product. And what I mean by that is there's, there's of course, the very traditional uh, way of doing it, treating it as an island, using it with a single operator, um, you know, who is, that's his only job in life or her job in life. Um, but then there's also the other way, which is to turn it into a fully integrated part of the entire production system. And you can do it all, actually. So for a very large uh, production, it may be that, 
you need to have your very specific uh, TD, technical director or vision mixer, running your big production switcher. It may be that you've also got a graphics operator, of course. You've got maybe somebody, we still call them VT operators, means videotape. We don't use videotape anymore. But somebody to, to make sure all the clips that are going to be used in the production are available. Uh, you know, you've got sound guy, you've got probably lighting guy if it's in the studio, you've got camera folks. All of these people have individual tasks and individual responsibilities. In a large production, you probably need them all. But if you want to use that same equipment for a very small production, do you have to bring in all of those people still? And the answer to that is actually no. If you know how to or if you can... If you can figure out how to make the, inter the system fully integrated from a control point of view, and we've got it to the point now using what we call dashboard, which is uh, basically uh, um, our control GUIs. Um, it's a system-wide thing. Um, we, we can take the dashboard um, uh, control interface and make it so that people can actually control their entire system from single user interfaces. So one person could actually be managing an entire production. Uh, so obviously in a large production, it doesn't work quite as well. But in a smaller production, it certainly does. You know, as we talk about certain use cases, I think of like a house of worship type setting where it's often a volunteer staff that's running the production um, and, and that sort of thing. And, and the production value for a lot of these houses of worship has really risen over the last several years. So how can Dashboard really prove to be valuable in a setting like a house of worship, especially with a volunteer type staff? Actually, so I, I, I don't know if we have time for such things, but I have something I'd like to share with you about House of Worship. Yes, please. Um, because this is, this is, I think it's a really good illustration of the power that we can bring using some of these more modern software uh, technologies. Uh, so you, you're absolutely correct. House of Worship, I mean, I, I, I've spent a lot of time with House of Worship clients. And as you've said, House of Worship is embracing more and more uh, video production. And uh, certainly in North America, and the the issue <clears throat> for them is most of them have no uh, a very very limited actual staff. So you know everybody that's involved in their productions of their services is a volunteer. And so when I've spoken with these folks in the, in, in the church groups and said you know okay so what are your biggest challenges? What can we build for you that will you know be helpful? And uh, their their biggest challenge is always the same. It's not the equipment necessarily. It's not, you know, they need this better camera or that better kind of equipment. It's our biggest challenge is retaining or retraining volunteers because we find good ones and unfortunately they leave. They, they have to go somewhere else or whatever. And we are constantly retraining volunteers. Okay. And, and video production can be quite intense, uh, especially when... Most people, if you're not involved or haven't been involved in, you know, church production, some of these larger churches, their productions are intense because in television, we tend to be building really just one kind of output program, which is going to be transmitted and received somewhere linearly, perhaps or non-linearly, but nevertheless, it's a program output. In a church, they have multiple outputs. They have outputs that go everywhere. They have outputs that go inside their own facility. They have multi-sites. And all of those outputs, many of those outputs, not necessarily all, uh, have separate productions. 
they produce video to big screens. Uh, these days, they're getting more and more into LED walls, but big screens, you know, in their auditoriums. And so uh, the, 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 the production task is extreme. And to put a single operator at a big switcher and have him run the entire thing from that location is really stressful, very taxing for the operator. And so um, what we see, um, what I, I, one of my personal experiences was actually visiting with a church and sitting through their production during one of their services. And the, the, the person that was actually switching the show using the production switcher um, was an on-staff person, not a volunteer. And he, he, by the end of the production, he looked pretty frazzled. Uh, did a good job, but uh, it was quite, it was quite stressful. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said to him, I said, so tell me, um, why can't you get a volunteer to help you with some of that task? Because you were switching stuff to screens, you're switching stuff to a program output, to a web feed, you're switching stuff to the lobbies and the crying rooms and those places. That's that's quite a stressful uh, task. And and why can't you use a volunteer to help you? He said, well, I, I can't. I, I, we've tried training volunteers, um, and they leave, and now we have to retrain them. And this is, you know, production switching is not necessarily a simple task. It can be quite taxing and quite complex. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to use a volunteer. So, well, have you looked at how you could do this using dashboard? And, and he, he, he didn't really uh, uh, even get what I was asking him. So I said, look, let, let's, if you have the time, let's spend some time uh, and, and figure out what it is is the most taxing or most complex of the tasks you use uh, or need to perform. And so we did that. We actually did that the following day. I spent some time with them. And uh, we identified that the the tasks they needed for switching their main screens in the auditorium, we could automate them a little bit. So um, I sat with him and we we figured out that there were really only uh, it, 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 it's how he was um, he, he didn't believe it at first, but we 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 figured it out that there was really only eight. I guess for want of a better word, scenes, Mm -hmm. switched outputs that would go on that front, on those front of house uh, screens. And so we sat down, once we'd figured out exactly what they would be, what those eight scenes would be, we built a panel in dashboard. So you can build your own custom panel in dashboard. So we built a panel and we just put eight buttons on it with very clear English labels on the buttons, very big buttons. And we put them on a tablet on Wi-Fi and we took it out into the front of the house and ran it. And he was just thrilled, totally ecstatic, because now they could give this tablet to anybody, any volunteer, no training, give them a headset and say, tell them to press the button with the appropriate name on it. And so the producer could run the front of house screens and the TD could now run his program outs and everything else far more easily, much less stress. So that was a great example. I really loved it too. Uh, I, felt, I felt really good after that one, actually. Nigel Spratling, Vice President of Production Switchers for Ross Video. Thank you so much for joining me today, talking a little bit more about production switchers and some of their capabilities, some of the use cases, and how they're evolving moving forward. Thank you so much, Nigel. Oh, you're very welcome. I'd love to talk about it.